everybody. Welcome to the third episode of Tempe This Week. We're here in person with Dave at Casey Moore's Oyster House, the most Irish place in Tempe, and possibly the most haunted. Who's with us today? Hey there, you have Ali here with Arts and Culture. Hi, I'm Jenny with Special Events. Roy, co-host. Dave Schleifer, Casey Morris. And it's Savannah from the Marketing Office. Hey Savannah, I heard that you are kind of an expert on St. Patrick's Day and you have some stuff for us to know. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but you know, St. Patrick's Day kind of brings out the Irish in everyone. Um, St. Patrick's Day has been observed in Ireland as a Catholic holiday for over a thousand years, but the very first ever St. Patrick's Day parade actually took place in the U.S. in 1601. So, I would say the U.S. has really been the driving factor in turning St. Patrick's Day into the, quote, party holiday that we know today. And, even more fun fact for you, the number of Irish Americans in the U.S. today exceeds the population of Ireland by seven times. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. Ir uh, Irish was the nation's second most frequently reported European ancestry, trailing German. So that's kind of interesting. Very interesting. That's are, are you Irish? You know, my family has always said that we're Irish. You know, I have blonde hair, blue eyes. My sister has red hair. But I actually just got my ancestry DNA test results back the other day, and it said I was 53% Scottish. So, oh, oh okay. interesting. Interesting. So, hmm. so is that a good thing? <laughs> I don't know. Has it has it changed your life? <laughs> I'm really gonna have to do some research on kind of the historical mm -hmm. origins of my family now to see to see where we're from. Mm -hmm. so. How did your family take that news? Uh, it sounds like it may have been a crushing blow, you know, <laughs> after your identity's been staked on it for so long. Let's just say we'll all still be celebrating St. Patrick's Day because it is also my grandmother's birthday. Yay! Aww. Happy Party birthday! Don't stop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, I just wanted to say thank you to Dave from Casey Moores for being here today. We are, we are here when the bar is closed, and he came here special just for us. Um, Casey Moores is really an interesting place. Um, this house that we're in has been here since 1910. It's the historic William and Mary Moore house. And then after Mary died in the 40s, it became something a little more edgy. It was a bordello, I understand. Mm -hmm. And then in 1973, it became a restaurant, Ninth and Ash. And in the 80s, we are Casey Moore's Oyster House. And you started here like a couple of years after the place opened. Yeah. Roy is going to talk to you all about that. So we're here in Casey Moore's, and it is amazingly quiet, Dave. I've, I've never seen this place so quiet. I don't know that I've ever seen it so lit up uh so so talk to us about uh your history you started in in the early 90s yeah I started in 1990 what what makes this place so special well i think a couple of things i think number one i think it's grown with the neighborhood um when i was hired i was hired because i thought well we might need a third bartender on friday and saturday night and as it turned out um within a couple of years well certainly within by 91 mid 91 
the bar had started to get pretty busy. Um, since then, we've grown exponentially. I think I, in, in some ways, along with the neighborhood and Tempe, we've grown exponentially larger. Absolutely. So tell us about, being that we're talking about St. Patrick's Day, uh, why is this a great place to celebrate and enjoy uh, St. Patrick's Day? Well, number one, we've been doing it here since uh, 1988. The initial plan was to open Casey Moore's, uh, as I was told, uh, for St. Patrick's Day 1987, which didn't quite happen. So St. Patrick's Day started in 1988. My first one was with the crew in 1990. Uh, and even though I was gone for a couple of years, I've done over 30 with the business at this point. I wow. think it's about thir it's 30, maybe 31. I'm not sure. I want to talk about being... And I'm from Virginia Beach originally. So when I hear about an oyster house in Tempe in the middle of the desert, um, that, that piques my interest and you know makes me a little nervous. So can you talk to me about how you're able to have a successful oyster house right here in Tempe? Sure, so well, the first thing is um, we serve so many oysters. Um, they are so fresh. Medium East Coast Blue Points. Unless okay. we can't get them, that's okay. what our purveyor gets for us. Yeah. Um, they'll come from the region anywhere from New Jersey down to South Carolina. And there's a big, there's a big region there. Yeah. Uh, the big reason that they're so popular is that they're so fresh. Uh, we, get, we, we get our delivery as, as many times a week as we need to. Uh, they're packed on ice, but we turn them. They, they don't sit very long. Sure. Um, I personally... Not a bit the biggest raw oyster fan, but those who like raw oysters say we have the best in town. Now, talk to me about pairing. What, what is the best drink to have with the oyster? Well, the most popular by far is a cold beer or a glass of wine. Uh, that's for sure. But, you know, the oyster, oyster connoisseurs from different parts of the country like to have different drinks. Sure, sure, absolutely. So uh, for those that want fresh oysters, Come to Casey Moore's, and Come we'll have Casey plenty Moore's. of them on St. Patrick's Day. Rumor has it that this place is haunted. Yeah, this house is haunted. It's definitely yeah. haunted. Tell, tell, tell me a, little, a couple stories. So I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, the story I like to tell. There's a couple. Uh, the first thing that really happened to me was about six months after I started working here, uh, within six months, I would say, and I was at the I was at the front bar, and I was talking with Rich Bank, who uh, started Casey Moore's. Uh, um, he he owned and got everything going, and I was there was another couple that was sitting with them. They were regulars at the time who I was getting to know, and at the time we were wearing uh, I had to wear a white shirt and a black tie and jeans, okay. and I had a bottle in my left hand and a soda gun in the right, and I was telling story whatever I was telling. My tie got pulled straight down, and Rich was standing in front of me as was this other couple, and all of us stopped, and my hands were in the air, again, with the bottle in one hand, soda gun in the other, oh, wow. and I said, that wasn't me, and we sat there for another about, I'd say 10, 15 seconds, and it went to the left, and it went to the right, and my hands were in the air the whole time. And the looks on their faces. Rich wasn't quite as surprised as the couple I was talking to. Like the looks on our faces right now. <laughs> yeah. We're listening to that, you. That, that was the first thing that really happened to me, and I thought that was kind of strange. From there, shoulder taps, voices, um, chairs being knocked over. When you, when you close the bar at night, there aren't a lot of people in, in here with you. And sure. Like when, right now. Like right now. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Things, things that would happen with it. You could hear, like I said, maybe a chair would fall over. Uh, you could hear a door open. Um, I think that over the over the course of time, I've spent as much time alone in this house as anyone. Okay. Gavin Rutledge, the former owner here, certainly was has spent quite a bit of time. Uh, Michael Loney, some of the people who worked here back in the back in the old days, um, but. I've been in here knowing that I'm the only one in here. Right. I mean, things have happened. Sometimes you'll see what appears to be like a shadowy figure cross right in front of your eyes. Or you might see movement in the dining room, uh, through the dining room service window. Recently, and within the last couple of years, I would come in here early on Sunday mornings to do some stuff, and the door you could hear the door swinging open, and I knew I'm the only one in here. Right. So is that that type of stuff. I, I friend, for- friendly... The things that happen here are friendly. It's not like I've said this before. It's not like it's you know Chucky coming around the corner with a knife <laughs> and face mask on, but it's playful type of, of things that have happened. Dave just combined uh, Chucky and Jason. Yeah, for, uh, okay. for our horror yeah, fans. Yeah. I'm not a big that. horror movie fan. So. <laughs> but but no, let, I was going to ask you about: Are there any particular times where you see an increased amount of you know? Activity is there a specific time of year or a specific specific day? No, it's it's, pre, it's pretty random. If okay. you want to know okay. the truth, um, there was an interesting story from about uh, four years ago where uh, William Moore's gr- granddaughter or someone related, she was somehow related to William Moore, had come in here one night, um, showing people around, which she would do. She'll do every now and then. I mean, I haven't seen her in a couple of years. Well, that night we had scheduled some ghost hunters to come into the to the building, mm-hmm. and I had told them. I said, you know, listen, you know, I'll finish up at you know at this time. You guys need to be done. Well, by the time I was finishing up, they were nowhere close to being done because they were getting a lot of activity. I mentioned to them that the you know that a relative of what we believed to be one of the spirits was in this house, and it kept us here till about six o'clock in the morning doing filming because they were they were picking up so much activity oh wow that type of thing that's a that's a, that was a little strange it would kind of i don't know if it's a coincidence um things like that happen but yeah. no i think it's pretty random i don't think there's a sp- particular time of the year where it's more so than any other time i feel like if dj action was here we'd be playing ghostbusters yeah. in the background <laughs> i keep but waiting for you. that prank like someone's gonna prank us right now yeah <laughs> that's amazing i it, think the ghosts were showing off for the film crew i think they were just like hey watch this I, you, you know what that makes some sense if you think about it. The, the, the the teams that come in here who claim to you know to know more than others and do this for a living have have said things like that. They 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 are under the impression that at times, you know, the spirits, you know, might know what's going on and you know, wow. show off. I'm I'm going to ask the crew. Have, have any of you encountered uh, any hauntings or any uh, haunted spaces? Or not you- that I recall, but my mom did say that I had an imaginary friend growing up, and I don't remember her. Her name was Allie. So ironically, this is Jenny yeah. talking to Allie. I've been following you this whole time. I know Jenny, we actually. finally reunited. <laughs> but yeah, that's I guess that's the only experience I've had, and now I get to meet her, mm. <laughs> <laughs> working right next to her. Do we have any believers in the house? I'm I'm on the fence. I don't know. I've never had an encounter, so I'm sure if I had one. It maybe my mind would be. I'm changed. not gonna not believe. 
<laughs> You're open. I'm open. So from my end of this, it's it's very interesting because I get asked all the time, "Oh, is this just something you're making up to you know to bring in business and to bring?" No, and I'm I've never. It doesn't scare me. I've gotten used to it over time, but every time it happens, it's still just a little strange. There's a split second where it's a little strange, but I know nothing's going to happen. I'm not going to not you know finish up what I'm doing or if I'm here by myself I know you know I know what's going on but the idea that Casey Moore's is not haunted is a little crazy the other thing that I've said to people what I've also found in all my time here there are there are lots of us there are people who've lived in the house who've come in as customers who've worked here this is a good place to work people have quit because of things that have happened to them on the job oh wow um I've always been struck by the similarities of the stories um, because we've seen consistently the same type of things. There's not a wide range of things. The same type of stuff has happened. Other people, people who lived here before it was a business who actually went to school here, tell their stories have passed, that they, that they tell me having never met me are very similar to what I, I've experienced or that I've heard have been experienced by other people. That to me is what sort of sold me on it. So this St. Patty's Day, you know, I can imagine people may be coming in to uh, explore and maybe ask some questions as this uh, uh, broadcast airs. So, so talk to us about what you have planned special for this St. Patrick's Day. Okay, well, we have uh, green beer. Uh, one thing we will have till while supplies last, uh, we do we're going to do corned beef and cabbage. We're going to have um, about about six thirty. Uh, we're going to have some bagpipers come in. Um, we're going to have lots of promotions from Tullamore Dew, Irish whiskey, Jameson. Um, some of the distributors will come in, handing out stuff during different different parts of the day. Stuff will be dropped off for us early in the day to hand out late at night, uh, and just a good time for all. It's just it, this. Especially now with Casey Moore's sort of being one of the the, the, the only Irish links um, in Tempe works and, and COVID being ex- expired at this point. So the last couple of years, obviously, COVID played a role and people maybe being less comfortable going out. We're not expecting that this year. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so come to Casey Moore's on St. Patrick's Day. What time do you open? We will be open at 11. Uh, we will uh, close the bar down. We'll give last call probably about... 20 to 2 it takes a little bit longer to kind of finish up the night at that point um but we're expecting a really fun lively day the weather's supposed to be perfect low 70s so uh we've we've had saint patrick's days in the past where it's been warmer which can make it a little trickier but it's supposed to be just a perfect day so we're expecting we're expecting quite a party here awesome look forward to i mean stop by and see if i uh, uh experience any of the spirits I couldn't think of any better way to spend a lovely 70-degree day than on the patio at Casey Moore's. So fantastic. So Dave just talked about green beer. Allie, what do you think about green beer? Great question, Chris. Well, I have actually never had green beer before. I am personally not much of a drinker myself, but um, it does sound very interesting, and I I love color. It's... um, a part of my daily routine, I would say. So I might have to drop by on Friday and, and give it a try. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the history of green beer? Oh, well, thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the history of green beer, the first time it was introduced to the world was in 1914. 
Dr. Thomas Hayes Curtin was throwing a very fancy St. Patrick's Day party in New York City, and he wanted he wanted it to be a very festive event, so he decided that everything should be green, including the beer. And the secret to making the beer green was actually a laundry whitener called Wash Blue. <laughs> the story says that no one got sick from it, um, but luckily today we just use food coloring. <laughs> Yikes. Hmm. <laughs> so they say. <laughs> so Jenny, I think there's a few things going on this weekend in relation to St. Patrick's Day. What do you have planned for us? Oh yes, what is not going on in Tempe? Well, let me tell you, Chris, at Kiwanis Park on the 19th, Sunday, March 19th, we have the Shemrock Run, which is uh, happening at Kiwanis Park. It's a 5K, 10K, so if you don't want to join in the festivities of drinking, that's a great alternative, exercising all the calories, maybe from the days before. Uh, On a Friday and Saturday, Bonfire Craft Kitchen is having an extension of premises with the celebration of St. Patty's. And then in downtown Tempe, there are a lot of activities going on. We have the Mill Avenue Pub Crawl with 10 uh, passes that you get to all of these participating restaurants and bars like Fat Tuesdays, Tacos Khalifa, Rooftop Bar at the Westin is participating. And Casa is also having a St. Patrick's Day celebration, which is their 10 year anniversary celebration. So that should be fun. Drink me tea room. We have them celebrating Ireland and Irish culture with this afternoon tea service. The menu will include a combination of savory and sweet items that reflect delicious Irish cuisine. They'll also be serving special tea cocktails and mocktails for Allie. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, just for me. You know, I might grab one of those and head over to Painting with a Twist. I, being in the arts, am a huge fan of painting and Uh, So I am interested in this lovely place that celebrates St. Patrick's Day with some special painting opportunities. They will be offering different themed canvases that you can paint, all green themed. There's a dragon eye, um, there is the northern lights, there's even a black light vibrant neon turtle that you can paint. So head on. Head on over there and bring your own beer and wine. There's so much to do in Tempe on St. Patrick's Day. And of course, we got to think about how we're going to get around. Um, Have any of you guys heard about the new pilot program where they're testing out an all-pedestrian crosswalk on 5th and Mill? Yes. So cool. (laughs) It's honestly really cool. I tried it out last Saturday afternoon, obviously with spring training and all of these special events happening. Mill Avenue is just really packed, especially on the weekends. So this new pedestrian crosswalk on 5th and Mill is called an all-pedestrian crosswalk. So what that means is that there's an exclusive phase just for pedestrians. So all of the traffic lights will be red, which allows pedestrians to cross in any direction that they want, including diagonally. What it does is it separates the pedestrians from the vehicles to create a safer crossing. Um, so the pilot program is going on through April 8th, or April 5th, sorry. And when you're walking around, you'll see a QR code that you can scan and submit your feedback. Um, so this could become a permanent fixture in downtown. You know, there's lots of traffic. You got the streetcar, you got the light rail, you got, uh, you know, delivery trucks, all of that going on downtown. And as we're refreshing the downtown area, this could be 
something new that Tempians will see as they navigate Mill Avenue. That sounds so much safer for everyone, Savannah. Thank you so much. Speaking of safety, please remember, if you're going to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, don't drink and drive. Find a friend, get an Uber, do all those things. Be responsible. Be responsible. We, we want to have you around and all of your friends, too. We have another reason for you to go to our website, tempe.gov slash tempe this week and enter our contest. We're gonna be giving away a $50 gift certificate to Casey Moore's Oyster House. You have to enter by Wednesday and uh, we'll pick somebody from there at random. Roy, stop by the office, we'll, we'll figure that out. If any of my friends win, bring me with you. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody is entered into the grand prize for an overnight stay at the Omni and some other fabulous Tempe prizes. And uh, that's our show for this week. Uh, next week's guests are going to be Vice Mayor Jennifer Adams, and we'll be having spaghetti tacos wow. with Spaghetti Shack. That sounds Yay! interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we will see you then. Don't forget, listen to uh, Tempe.gov slash Tempe this week. Tell a friend, and uh, we'll see you soon. Tempe This Week, the podcast. 